0: Okay, so we got here um, on the fourth day in the Okay? So, some strange rashis that I we can gain some insight into. So it says like this. Um, so the Pasuk says, V'ayom Ha'alukim, it's Pasuk Yadalad, Aleph Yadalad. V'ayom Ha'alukim, Yehima There should be lights, luminaries in the sky. Separate between day and night. Okay, and they will be for signs, and for our holidays, and for days, and for years. Okay. So fine. So the Rashi says like this. <coughs> um, Yehi Okay, there should be. Luminaries. Chaser vav exiv. So Maoros is written without a vav. Mem alev resh saf. There's no vav in Mem alev vav resh. Okay, just Maoros. Sometimes the Torah writes the O sound with just a cholam. Sometimes it writes with a vav and the cholam, right? So it's written. So in Torah Shemapeh, we're dorish, those types of things. <coughs> it's called chaseros. It's written chaser. It's missing the vav. So why? So even though we pronounce it Ma'oros, it's written that way to be Doresh, to make a drash. What's the drash? Ashul Yom Me'era. Because Ma'oros literally means to enlighten. But if you take out the Vav, it looks like Me'era, which means to curse. So it's a cursed day. Lipol Aschara B'tinokos. For Aschara, which they translate, I always thought meant croup, but they translated diphtheria. So some illness, which is bad for babies. So it's a, it's a cursed day for this Aschara, diphtheria to be, to fall upon babies. Right? This is like we learned in the Gemara. On Wednesday, on the fourth day, Miss Anim, they fasted, the Jews used to fast in the time of the Besamek, on this coop that won't fall on the Tenogas. Okay? So that's why it says, Meoros, with the Aleph, to reference the Meira, the cursedness of Wednesdays, of Yom Raviz, such that, uh, and so much so, that they used to actually fast on Wednesdays in order to somehow avoid this tabloin. Okay? So, um, <coughs> a little strange, right? So the
1: Torah wants
0: us to know about I guess, yeah, maybe to tip us off to the fact that it's a cursed day, something like that. So we know it fast on that or on something.
2: Babies weren't even created on the fourth day.
0: Oh, that's true. But <laughs> when you were given the Torah, they were, you know. Could be I'm talking about
2: you. Of but course, it's a hint, you do have it one? a hint for all of the future rent Wednesdays that it has right. to skip above so that for, right. ev- for eternity, Wednesday becomes right.
0: a day
2: that has right.
0: exactly. that curse on it. Exactly.
2: <laughs> the one to <clears throat> a dozen,
0: a dozen. Yeah, yeah, the ones, the first one in more Gizalad. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: The oh, beginning, uh, right? Yeah. Okay, good. There we are good. Now it all makes sense?
0: Okay, good. So then it says like this, lo, So it's the next Rashi. Maybe that'll help. So it says, um, I'm sorry, not the next Rashi. Um, the next one, lo, so, so the one after that. Skip one. Okay? says, Kishama Oros Lokan, when the luminaries eclipse, are stricken, which means when they have an eclipse. Simen Rahu, When there's a lunar or solar eclipse, it's a bad simen for the world. From the signs of the heavens, don't be afraid. does <coughs> it doesn't mean, don't be, don't be afraid? Vasoslem, it's so when you're doing the will of Hashem, you don't have to worry about the pronas which I guess are going to be um, foretold by the ominous eclipses. It's just a seminar. So, there'll be a sign, meaning it's like a bad sign. But if you follow the will of Hashem, then you're okay. You're not going to worry about these bad signs and the, the bad which is going to happen. Okay? So, the luminaries eclipse and they, you know, that's bad, bad sign, <coughs> which is difficult to understand. Also, right? Of course, the first ones are the same It's like Ayala saying, "Oh, Wednesday's our cursed day." It's hard to believe. This. There's no power of the day, and this is saying there was no power of an eclipse. And eclipse is just a natural phenomenon. What does it that mean? That's a bad sign.
2: There was a study that recently came out where they studied millions of birth records to see. Um, like the general health of people who are born in each month of the year. And mm-hmm. because they have records now for so many millions yeah. of people, they can go through like yeah. tons of data. Yeah. And they found like there is actually one month that is worse for health and one month that's significantly better for health. I forget which ones it was, but mm-hmm. it's just interesting that people who are born in a month, what does it have to do with the month <coughs> they're born in?
0: Right. It's mm-hmm. true. But here it <laughs> seems to be even like it's on Wednesdays that they get the group. It doesn't yeah. sound necessarily when you're born. Right. right, but they're are like, that are is it just like? Yeah, it sounds that like way. Yeah. Sounds like it's across the, the day for some form. So this is all pretty strange, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Pretty strange. So, <clears throat> so I would think it's all just like a medrash I got it though, which is kind of I don't know like to kind of figure out what it's talking about. But then I noticed, I realize this Rashi is saying they actually fasted on Wednesdays for these tinokas. So that sounds like a real like halakhic thing. It's not just a medrash, but it actually affected what people did. Right? So that was like, I thought, maybe a clue, like a, a way to find an opening to look into this is to pursue, you know, to see it. Because your average medrash doesn't have like an afterman, uh, application about how we're going to act. Right? It's just, I'm a medrash, whatever. It teaches reference to some idea, yeah, but you see, we're acting based upon it. It seems to me something like concrete emerges from it. So the closer Gemara and Tannus, I'm sorry, that's a good idea when you're baffled by uh, Rashi or something to think of, to look for clues. Maybe what could you look into, pursue in order to get more information? Because you could just sit back here and just start making things up. The more information we have, the more likely our thing will be rooted. You know, see the sources which are. So it turns out, it's basically talking about it, the time of the base of Hamikdash. So they had they broke up Kali Yisrael into groups. So they broke the Kohanim. They broke basically the Kohanim up into twenty four families, and they each serve in the Mikdash twice for two weeks out of the year, Mishmaros. Two weeks out of the year is forty eight weeks, and then the the, the, the regalim and whatever ends up finishing out the year. So it says, when they went up, the Kohanim went to the base of Hamikdash, and the Leviim went to Yerushalayim, and the Yisrael in that. Hello. Group, hi. Nisraelim.
2: Hi, this is Rachel.
0: Oh, hi, Rachel. How are you? Okay, we're discussing hey, a Rashi in, um, in, um, in, um, Pasuk Aleph, Paragiyah All right. Okay, which stated somehow, they're very strange, but it says that on the fourth day, there's a, it's a cursed day for some disease to fall upon babies. And therefore, they used to fast on Wednesdays in order to avoid that. And then another Rashi-related one says that the eclipses are, are bad, are ominous, are a bad sign. And unless you do, the, if you do the will of Hashem, then you don't have to worry about. It. So the, all, both of these Rashi's are both on Pesach Yedaleh and, and Bereshis, but they're very strange. So we we're following the clues because it says they actually used to fast on Wednesday. So it's not just a Metaphor, but actually has some sort of practical implication. So we're looking into that. So we're saying, so i was saying it's a Mishnah in Tina in Chafav, it says that, that basically the, the, at this time of the year, so, so certain, when the families of Kohanim and Levim were in the of Mikdash doing their thing, so the Jews would gather in their cities. Okay, the Jews would gather in the shuls in their cities. Certain particular Jews, they break all the Jews up into 24 groups. When it was your week, you'd go to the cities, and it says, and they read from Isa Okay, that's what they do. And sure, they read from the Torah. On Sundays they read from Baratius and yerukiah On the second day they read yerukiah right read the whole I'm sorry. Right. yerukiah Vishni. Okay, so basically they read on each day. I'm trying to figure out here on the second version. Oh. So you had to basically get you had to get nine psukim, but basically they made sure to read each day. On that day, you had to get the Ryan amount of psukim to get the coin and Levi and Israel. But essentially, they made sure to read from the parsha the Yomarishon on Sundays, the Yomasheni on, on Mondays, and the Yomashlishi on Tuesdays, and so on and so forth. That's what they did in Shul. And then also, also it says so the Gemara. Then the Gemara. That's the Mishnah, and the Gemara says. That, <clears throat> give me a minute. It says that they would daven, okay, they would daven for the karbanos of the Kohanim of Yom, that they would be accepted. This is on Chalzayin and And it says that they would fast. They'd fast on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Okay, what would they be fasting for? they fasted on Monday so that on the on the people who are out to sea sailors, for the safety of them. On Tuesday, they'd fast for the people out in the desert. On Wednesday, they'd fast for the babies that they wouldn't get this uh, disease, because uh, diphtheria or whatever. On, on Thursdays, they'd fast for pregnant women and nursing women, pregnant women that they wouldn't miscarry, and nursing women that they'd be able to nurse their, their children properly. On every Shabbos, they didn't fast because of the Shabbos. On Shabbos, also, certainly, they didn't. And on Sunday, they didn't, maybe because of the Christians. They didn't want them to... They'd get upset if you start fasting on their holiday. So, what's the deal here? So, Rashi explains why they're fasting for these different things on the different days. Okay? So, this day four, where they're fasting for the coop is one out of four days. It's not just... You read in this Rashi, the Rashi as far as I know only brings down the, the Wednesday one, but really, there's a sequence. So that's a clue. Maybe it's not just an isolated point about Wednesday, but it's part of a larger type of an idea. So what is this, why you fasting in these different days with different things? So Rashi explains. He says, on Monday you're fasting for the guys that go in the sea, because it says on the second day, <laughs> right? So, um, what? so it says that was the day where basically he made a sky amongst the water so therefore you have to ask Hashem to mention it to ask him for it on that day so that's a day which in my separations he created like Mayim and the separating of the Mayim and the Mayim above and the Mayim below so therefore on Mondays you're fasting okay. for the people who are out to sea and then on Wednesday, on Tuesday yeah. you fast for the people who are in the desert because it says right? that, that's when God made the dry land it means the dry land was fit for traveling so that you would be able to be fit for it, and you wouldn't be able to you be damaged so now it's on a Tuesday and there are people who are in the Yabasha on the desert and they're in the Red risk. so we daven for them or fast for them on that day, because that's the day so to speak which God made the Yabasha travelable and Right? and it says on Wednesday we're fasting for the group or for this diphtheria uh, the because it says because that's when the luminaries were created ok which is not clear what that has anything to do with it right, because he references this right? because Wednesday is the day of the curse right, that's Arashi and then on Thursday you fast for the the fetuses, you know, for the babies and for the nursing because it says Hamayim Sharat Navashaah. on that day there was like a procreation of uh, all the different creepy lilies and whatever. So that's a day where we're fasting for the procreation to take place appropriately and all that. Yeah. All right. Okay. So now it all makes good sense. Well, actually,
2: just, on the last hello on four, <coughs> yeah. the fourth day. Yeah. Question about so because the pasuk says vayishvutu, then the word vayishvutu is hinting to any kind of reproduction, not just well, it's baby, not clear baby, baby crawly type of reproduction. I guess so.
0: It's not. It's not clear. I don't think it's referring to these things as much as we're somehow hooking our fasting into these things. So mm-hmm. it's good enough, right? I mean, it's not a perfect hook okay. but you know, by that measure, none of these things are especially uh-huh. perfect. You know it also says by Nitzrayim paruva, sure. so so does, not of the name is
2: called
1: by
0: Yishu Tzu so in that right. case of course human reproduction
2: true.
0: True. True. so this the whole thing is very strange right why are they saying my salvation is all together in their Korea? you see there's two things first of all they're leaning, they're reading from the Torah about the, the days and second of all they're fasting related to, to the days which seems to be there's some connection between the 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 Kohanim the are doing their avodah, and Yisraelim are davening that their avodah will be accepted. But it seemed seemingly connected to the days, for some reason. All right. So maybe we could figure out somehow to we'll pursue it from there. What's the connection of the days of the days of my celebrations and uh, the You know, uh, God accepting the avodah.
1: <coughs>
0: you can like fast for all kinds of Think random also, well, seems well, like well,
1: sort of arbitrary right sure. I know mean, but
0: it's better I know it's random these are the four things that we're allowing for him You're okay.
1: Yeah.
2: Yes. All right. Fasting is being used as a form of chuba forcing you to introspect so that you can
0: tefillah. It seems like it's part of ideas
2: that you would you would be involved with food otherwise.
0: <coughs> Something like that. And to be long. they're fasting for them, so it seems like somehow they're fasting in Dabene. Mm-hmm. Did
2: they start the fast the night before? Because it says the year of so they had to start the night before I don't know, I don't or they started at dawn.
0: <laughs> so, what's the connection altogether? We're davening that Hashem should accept the, uh, the Avodah, that's probably If you're fasting four days
2: in a row, then you can't fast from the night before. There's no yes, way. Yes, I guess not.
0: <laughs> so they're davening that the, the Karbanos will be accepted. So what does that have to do with Horatians? Why are we reading my of i Right, want to read the part of the Tzvi, the Torah, the Karbanos? Right. is that, what's that connection? Yeah.
2: I didn't
1: get, when, when exactly your they dose?
0: What time of the year? What, when is this, you're saying? Mm-hmm. Every single week.
1: Every week, all year round?
0: Yeah, but they're different except groups. Kalisra are broken up into 24 groups, and each one group was on for two weeks. So when it was your week, then you would do it. <coughs> except for the uh, oh.
2: holidays.
0: Yeah, except the Yom um, Well, what are they have for on, like,
2: Sunday or Friday?
0: Friday they didn't fast and Sunday they didn't fast on those days what would they have? I don't know it's anyone's guess hmm. so they
2: basically fast six, six days a week
0: four or days or five days a week four days Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Thursday yeah I guess they ate at night seems mm-hmm. that's what they did I don't know maybe they broke it up maybe some people switched off I don't know it's not clear whether everyone fasted or good question I don't know what, what were you asking? I
1: mean, why do they feel like it's more dangerous? They're asking to talk people, like, it's
0: dangerous in the States? Well, I don't know. It's not clear. I know, what does it mean that on Monday is the danger for seafarers and Tuesdays Tuesday is a danger for... I don't know, it's not clear. What's the, uh, what's the whole idea? Not clear.
1: See, to me it just seems like a little bit more that they feel like people who are at sea need to be prayed and fasted okay, for well, yeah. so you're just like well when would be the most appropriate time to do it and okay. then so it's on the day where I mean there were no sea then uh, understand. you know like maybe right. I mean, so that's easy. the way to connect
0: it we want to dive for these people at sea but the best way to do it or what day the day which has some sort of connection
2: okay. there's also um, on the other side of the spectrum there's a concept of scheduling a wedding on Tuesday because it says Ketov twice so I've heard a lot of people will schedule like <coughs> away on Tuesday because of that. Okay. So they just like pick a day. Which mm-hmm.
0: day are you gonna pick? You pick right. a day that has some kind of idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So well here we're Davini for a to be accepted, right? And that's seemingly some sort of special thing which God's doing for us, for Klaisha, right? To answer our Tvilas, to answer our Kapanos, to give us Kapara, right? But at the same time, maybe we want to reflect that our relationship to God is rooted in God as the Boreolam. Right? God is the creator. <coughs> God is first the creator of all the order of the universe. Second he has a relationship to Chai and He accepts our Karbanos and he takes care of us and he listens to feel us. right? So maybe it's like, insofar as we're here focusing on davening to God to accept our Karbanos and to help us out, we want to involve ourselves in focusing upon God as the Creator of the world, as the source of all the different features of the universe. So that's what they would do. What would they do? They'd be learning. What would they be learning about? Right. They gathered together, one day they learned on every day about the Sukkurist Torah. Is they're learning about God as the creator of Yom HaRishon. So each day you're learning about that facet of the Maesibarishis. So basically, they became the focus of learning about the God as the Boreola which is our primary basis of our relationship with God. Is that he, that's what He is, He's the Boreola And so far as we see in other religions, maybe the whole idea of God is like a self-serving thing so God is there to serve them so basically who cares about uh, Barayolam We care about the what could he do for us could he answer our could he that's <laughs> all they focus on but uh, for us we realize more primary is the proper idea of God the fact that God is the Barayolam so first the, so far as our, our tefillahs are rooted in my separations <coughs> in recognition of God as the Barayolam because he is the Barayolam he set up everything well now he's subject he's capable of changing things in the Nashka That's why like Shabbos is the basis of everything. Shabbos is the recognition, God is Olam. Yantif is kind of built on Shabbos. Yantif is about God related to us, but Shabbos is the core, is the foundation of everything. So that's what we're thinking about, right? So we want to connect connect our tfilos. To the goddess of realm, Okay? And our tefillas are not only for Karbanos, apparently, we're also davening for other nitsrachim, other needs in Ta'ishra. The seafarers, the, so the desert goers, the babies, the nurse, nursing mothers, right? And then the pregnant woman. So we're turning to God for certain like basic needs in Kala right? But again, we're not just asking for them, but we're also rooting, rooting them in God as a Bari God set up, for instance, God set up the Abasha to be travelable, right? The whole idea is Yabasha, now, now life could live on earth. So now, if there's a Yabasha, which is not being, or someone's lost in the desert, getting killed by the animal, or whatever, so then the Yabasha, so to speak, isn't functioning. So we're reckoning, we're davening to God, God, who you created the Avasha, to be able to function, to support life. And so for us to live, please allow the people who are traveling in the desert to be able to live, to save them. And you, God, who set up the sea and the water, so allow the water to function uh, properly, not to drown everybody out. And you, God, who set up, uh, who wants procreation and to and all that, so allow the procreation to function appropriately. And something about this curses of Wednesday and uh, babies, whatever, we don't know about that stuff. But, but the idea is is that we're davening to God to help us, but <coughs> help us in, in realization of the plan in the prayer God's a burial. He set up a certain plan. The world should have functioned a certain way. But there are chance occurrences which happen people do get lost in the sea there do get waves and whatever and there's stuff in the desert and but we're asking God to not let that hinder us and to, uh, to protect us from those dangers and to as uh, <coughs> uh, the boylam we're asking him to assist us in these regards can hold
2: the tab miracle needed
0: to save something Yes yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Correct. Correct. So you okay. think the
1: most effective way for a person to appeal on, their, on behalf of these people is to go back to like the fundamental purpose of the universe?
0: Exactly. The fundamental purpose of the universe, fundamental idea of God, recognition of because what the world is about. It reminds set up. himself of these
1: ideas.
0: It reminds him, it reminds Christ of all those ideas. And it's in that spirit that we have a proper relationship to God, a higher level relationship to God and then we're turning to Him. As opposed to God, who helps us, please help us, who set up a certain world order, and we fit into that world order in a certain place, and now we want to continue that world order, now please turn to You also recognize us, now please uh, help us, assist us in these needs. Alright. So the Wednesday is the mystery still. Wednesday is the cursed, right, the, the babies.
2: Wednesday is cursed. It's the middle of
0: the week. Middle of the week. The
2: babies.
0: The camel. The camel comes to <laughs> the guy and goes, is it raining? Whoa.
2: It's
1: weird.
0: Whoa.
2: Okay. Yeah, it, it's like a you know, hump day, because like, once you get over that hump, you are already at the end of the week. Yeah. So in the office day, it was called hump day. Brilliant. And there's this stupid commercial with a camel that probably goes, Murray, you know what today is? Don't do that again. It's hump day! You know, like, the camel. Excited about hump day.
1: funny." <laughs>
0: So what's this thing about I mean there's two things it's not clear that they're related but the um, the eclipses right the eclipse is a bad sign right those are strange right so it's, a, it's a bad sign then if you do the will of God then it's not a bad sign what's that?
1: that just like it is what just yeah. what
0: happens it's a shadow the moon passes in the orbit of the, the box between the light of the sun on the earth and it creates gets a shadow mm-hmm. that means I uh, I mean I think the ancients or whatever mystical people get thrown off by that but <coughs> and that's a very uh, you know primitive idea is that Ra shes saying or you know
2: Like one of those things where um, isn't there a gemara that if you put your hand in your pocket and you pull out one coin instead of another, you should check your maasim to make sure that you didn't uh, do something that causes this to happen to you. So maybe it's just we need to pin our cheshbon um, nefesh to something, and since that happens on a, the eclipse happens on a somewhat regular basis, it's like.
0: When that happens, you should think about your masin. But it says it's a semen ra, olam. Sounds like it's saying more than that, you know?
1: Hmm. I mean, it is interesting. I feel like the eclipse, it's like almost accidental. Right. It is kind of negative, like that there should be such a strong... That there should be a situation in the physical universe where the Earth casts a shadow on the sun because it's in the way... It, right, Earth it's Earth. in the way. Well, there's yeah. the sun or
0: the right. solar eclipse right. and the lunar Okay, well, whatever.
1: It's, just right. the, it's like, sort of like a downfall of the physical universe that
0: right.
1: it's perfect, but there are these sort of... Anomaly. ...events right. yeah, that happen because of the fact of it being a physical universe and right. so, like, there are certain restrictions. Right. So maybe... it it's a bad sign so to speak because it's very similar to how there's a lot of other things that are bad also that, right. that, that are right. because of the fact of it being a physical universe like disease and right. death and right. all kinds of things mm-hmm. so maybe it's a bad sign insofar as it's a demonstrative of the fact that we have a physical universe and that has certain limitations to it and right. realities that we have to like kind to right
0: okay good but then, what's the saying is, and if you're following the on Hashem, then you don't have to worry about these. Well, things.
1: yeah, because if you're right. like exotic then right. theoretically you're <coughs> going to be scared from
0: right.
1: or lifted above the right. like confines of right. the biblical universe will right. have Nisan done for you. Uh-huh. And Good. it's when you're not that you are left to just the teva to mm-hmm. manage your life.
0: Right. Good. Good. Were you guys able to hear that on the phone? what's that did you hear what I said or not ok yeah that's good
1: But I mean I just I never understood this point I know I can sort of say it but like I don't understand why it couldn't be that God could free, and maybe we should bring some right now like how couldn't there be a physical universe it be a physical universe, but still not have these things.
0: Like, okay, like, okay we won't have X, Y, and Z diseases. Like, okay. Okay. God could have done anything. Okay. Okay, so let me, um, let me show you an interesting Rama. Okay? So the mitzvah of fearing God. Right? What does it mean to fear God? So there's different interpretations. The Ramam in one place says it just means to feel an awe. In the Mishnah Torah he says it's like an awe of God's greatness. It doesn't mean fear, it means awe. (coughs) But in the Sefer Mitzvah he says it means fear. He says it means you should be afraid. You shouldn't just be like a carefree person, but you should be worried about Onesh coming at any time. Okay? Uh Mm-hmm.
2: does
0: he say that? The Sefer Mitzvah, Smitzadalit. Right? I mean, he, he goes out, you know, talks about like other proofs and whatever, but that's basically what he says. You should fear him and be like taken back by him. And uh, like another word for fear. And you shouldn't be like people who are carefree, who have a really pitachon, just like, like care, carefree people. But rather, you should be worried about the PSONISH at any time. But the question is: Is that the Ramam's philosophy? Doesn't say. I thought the Ramam held that you know people aren't just getting punished every time you do an avera, or you're right? I mean, maybe certain special people are at a high level, Ashkachapratst, and God rebukes them in order to bring them, uh, help them do tshuva. But he's saying is that said, just be afraid of onesh. Why are you afraid of onesh? Is every single all the time, right? I mean, if you hold that God's manipulating every single thing, every time you sin, you're getting hit, then fine. But I thought, Ram doesn't hold that, that he holds that there's an Ashkakha, general laws of nature, and a person is subject to those laws, and certain choice people are subject to being punished, and all that. But your average guy is just subject to the chance, or whatever. So maybe he means, like, based on what Rabbi is suggesting now, <coughs> is that, See, God made the world in a way that the laws of nature themselves have, so to speak, flaws. Okay, They're not perfect. There are eclipses. There's cancer. There's disease. Okay? And it is, it's not a defect. It's arguably it's by design. God made the physical world in a way that it's limited. The physical world, you don't live forever. There are things like this. And there's... There are just chance occurrences. For whatever reason. That's the, the universe that God made. is like there are, the laws of nature are, there are some good things which happen, there are bad things that happen. People, people die, there's disease, and there's health. And those laws are not really discerning between Sadiq and Russia, the laws themselves. The laws are laws, and the laws have certain probabilities of bad things happening to people. Right? Now, that's scary. People are scared by that. Right, so most people are religious because they're afraid of things like this. Right? There are scary things in the universe. So that's true. So so how do you avoid that? So the only route we have. I mean, of course, you be a chacham you go to doctors and whatever it is. But there is such a thing as uh, which is the higher level you're on. You're not going to. You we know God is just, and it means that you're not going to have. Bad things happen to you, which are beyond what's just. So, if you're the tzaddikamor and there's something, uh, some disease or something coming your way, then God uh, will protect you. But there is a there is an idea that you can't have something unjust happen to you. <coughs> so, therefore, if you are the higher level you're at, the more you could be subject or not subject to certain negative occurrences, which the laws of nature have in store for you. And insofar as you are a rasha. So then you're subject to the fury that nature may have in store for you. Right? And what's so scary? Not necessarily that God is going to strike you down, but God's going to leave you to the raw forces of nature, the random forces of nature, which are random, unless God's going to intervene. So <laughs> so he's saying is that if you sin... It doesn't. You don't need to say God is actively punishing you, as much as saying is that God is not going to protect you. Though the God set up the universe, which has pitfalls, and if God doesn't protect you, then you're subject to those pitfalls. So therefore, if you're a chote, you're making yourself more susceptible to those. And if you're if you're doing torah mitzvos, then you're less susceptible to them. No one's perfectly immune from anything like that. But the idea of shchar is that the higher level you're at. The more you're under God's protection, the less you're less under. So, we have to realize that the laws of nature are made in a way that reminds us there are reminders in the laws of nature of the fact that there are we are mortal, and there are events that could happen to us which are <coughs> which are scary, which could harm us, and that should motivate us towards doing tshuva, towards tefillah towards turning to God so it could be what you're saying that the eclipse the eclipse reminds us of the so to speak, the laws of nature are very good but there are certain bumps so to speak genetics is awesome but there's cancer the orbits of the sun and the moon are awesome and they have great results but they're eclipses they don't work 100% perfectly could God have done it that way? probably or not, but it's. It reminds us of the fact that there are there are these things, and that's important for us. Because if everything is perfect, you kind of would just forget about the fact that there is there there is and You'd forget about God. And you just kind of the perfect if the physical are perfect. We would have no chance to avoid it being a living a life rooted in the physical. <laughs> the limitations of the physical, the risks involved in the natural order. Allowed, force us to not be so complacent. Force us to have a force Force us to turn to God as the one who, to whom we could be responsible. And so it's saying is that if you do the will of God, then you don't have to be afraid of the Osos. The Osos bring to mind the fear. The, the the eclipse brings to mind the fear of the laws of nature. But the degree that we're involved in following the Hashem, it says, Osos you don't have to worry about them. Because that fear is is you're insofar as you're subject to the pure laws of nature then you're afraid. But insofar as you're at tzaddik the highest level tzaddikim, you're not subject to that. So then you're under God's protection. So that's that's that posak that we assign, depending on your level, that you can relate to the eclipse in a different way. You're gonna ask a question?
1: Yeah wait so <coughs> according to what you're saying. Yeah the pitfalls of
0: the natural world it's giving us more of like a free will opportunity yeah yes it gives us the ability to take a pause from the natural from the not to get too rooted in the physical but to recognize our mortality and to recognize what if it
1: had been the other way that like scar was just granted at the intervals that were necessary it wasn't based on well the the thing 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 is
0: like this is I think your average person is going to feel like they're immortal I guess there's no diseases. Everyone just lived till 100 years old and then just died.
1: Unless they do something to deserve otherwise.
0: <laughs> oh, you mean why isn't it that way? That's the world that you want? Like, uh, just, uh, just someone does a sin and then they get uh, like a lightning strikes down?
2: Yeah, so that also bad. takes away freedom. You. <coughs> you know that as soon as you're going to do something bad, you get punished for it, then you're basically going to never decide to do anything bad, why would you do that if immediately you get struck with a cancer or a disease? you like, would you do that if you know the consequences come right after? So it yeah. would just produce like a lower level
0: people Yeah, I think the idea is we're supposed to come to truth because we recognize truth not because we're just worried about the zap so the zap helps us have insight and helps us prevent us from becoming too rooted in our fantasies but at the same time, that allows us to think and to use our minds and to come to truth based upon mind, not just based upon the fear that we're going to be whipped every time. You know, that's not a true recognition of truth and reality in God. That's just conda- forcing us. <laughs> yeah, it's a childish a... way of doing it, right. Right. Like a parent will hit his kid every time they say whatever, but ultimately he's trying to bring and make create a mature adult who's not going to need to be whipped every single time. So that's a high-level person. So the world that God set up, there are... We're free, but if we're too free and there's no reminders at all, and there's no consequences, and there's no fearful events, then we're just going to be totally, totally carried away with our own fantasies and our own immortality, you know, fantasy of immortality. We're never going to get anywhere. So God set up the fact that there are these events, and you know, and genetics is awesome, but there are mutations, and mutations remind us of the it. <coughs> So it's almost perfect. But it has its gaps, and the gaps help bring to mind, put you on, put you in your place, and don't get too carried away. You have to turn to God, so that's where we turn to God and we realize that. So it could be it's saying is that the same thing is the case with let's say illness, like babies getting some disease, theory or whatever it is. So it could be it's like we have to realize. That's another thing in the world. That's like cancer. I was even thinking an example, but it seems like they're not using cancer, they're using diphtheria. That's maybe like a common thing. Babies would get sick and die, you know? So it could be it's like that's part of the world, that people get lost in the sea and that people mm-hmm. get lost in the desert and that babies die and that, you know, women miscarry and they can't nurse them, you know? So the saying is that <coughs> we have to do a davening for those. But we're davening for them on the Yom Raviy, I guess we're, we're reflecting. Our tefillah is based on recognition of God as the Baraiolam. Like our zechus to have a proper tefillah. and for tefillah to be answered is in so far as we recognize God as Baraiolam. He's the one who created the laws, and He created like the the, the maoros. Like the maoros, I think are like in a sense representing like what, like the that the order, the mishamshins of God, and running of the world, like the sun and the moon. is like part of what the sun, like you know, allows the world to go on. So we're recognizing God as the creator of the Moros, and God is the creator of the Moros, but the Moros have their flaws, so to speak. And the Moros these laws which God runs, <coughs> the sun, the moon, the stars, the orbits, they're eclipses. There are diseases. are so it's like the disease is tied to the Moros could be reflects the overall working of nature. God's running of the overall order of nature and the orbits and like the whole Chachma of the system of nature, which are the laws that God maintains, which allow and maintain life. But at the same time, the Ma'oros, as much as they're luminaries and they allow life to exist, there's a Me'ira built into the Ma'oros. That's what's written in the to show you, the Ma'oros are great, but there's a Me'ira. They don't always work out. Sometimes babies get the theory on them and die. And therefore we have to recognize on the day we're reflecting on the greatness of the Ma'oros and of God's Chachma and setting up the whole awesome system of nature, we have to turn to God and we must all that. The <laughs> the uh, the pitfalls and the diseases and which come along with it that will avoid those and that's on that day they davened and they fasted because to help them think about that
2: why don't we have that today they I mean, know that there's <coughs> less people traveling by sea today and people don't really travel through a desert and fly over a desert you don't have to yeah I don't know. worry about diphtheria, but there's still I mean especially for Thursday there. So
0: women, I don't know. T- 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 yeah, I'm not sure. This is a system which was in place in the base of It's like, I'm not, I don't know. It's like almost like they were primarily davening for the Kahnlaviya what we're doing that Voda, and the Israelis were like, all of Kai are involved in that vote mm-hmm. So that was the system which was set up, and then we lost the mikdash. we lost that system. Mm-hmm. So apparently they never put out something else into place. And it's a good question asking. I don't know, maybe. That prime of the system only for some reason only exists together with the quantum of VM aspect. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But in theory, the ideas would be appropriate. I guess it's just, you know. Especially, I mean, if it's hinted to in the letters that
2: are written in Voracious, you would think (coughs) we would still have
1: some kind of action relevant to that
0: Right. 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 So that's, I guess, what it's saying is when it's it's hinted, it's saying that it's a cursed day. For babies to get this disease, it doesn't mean there's a higher percentage of babies who get the disease on that day, but the day in the Maoros, which we're reflecting upon that aspect of the orderly functioning of all the natural order of the universe, is a day where we also think about the, the, the shortcomings in that system and the fact that there are diseases. And so it's not, it's not a cursed day that it happens more often, but it's a day which is most suitable for us to recognize that aspect of the creation. But, not just, uh, but but it's interesting. Not just to recognize it, but to realize there's a solution, which is you don't have to worry about the problem. So there's a fear, but there's a solution to that fear. The purpose isn't to have fear. The purpose of the fear of God isn't just to have fear. It's to motivate us and to put us on a track of directing our energies towards God. And. Right? I always have a hard time with
2: the concept of fasting for the sake of Getting energy to have, you know, to do Ratzam Hashem. When you're fasting, you feel so down and so, like, energyless that, yeah. that it's hard to imagine that that's going to motivate a person to actually want to do something for the sake of, right.
0: you know? Right. But I think just, the answer to that is, is that when you have a lot of energy, you think, I'll have a lot of energy now I'll be able to do chuba. But when you have a lot of energy, you do lots of physical things. I so just, you know, as much as we like to say we have so much energy, let's just sit around and do chuba. It doesn't work that we have a lot of energy. We start cleaning our house and we start doing this, we start doing that, we start doing work, we start doing... So although there is a downfall of having a little bit of energy so that we don't feel so well, and it makes us hard to focus, but it's arguably easier to focus when you're removed from your physical pleasures and you're you're in a more weaker type of a state, in a weaker condition, feel more needy, and now you're kind of in a state where you could pull your energy away from all the normal things that you do to focus on, you know. But is it perfect? There is a downfall which is that you're weak. And if you want to, you know, you can try to just go to sleep and sleep with thing, or you have a headache or, you know. But mm-hmm. <coughs> I don't know that. You know, to have a fast day where we were eating a lot or chew a day where we were eating a lot, I think it's it doesn't, you know. So you're right, but it's not, you know, there's no perfect way to do it. But there's I think the ideas remove us from all that stuff, you know, that gets us makes us more feel needy also we feel usually we don't feel that needy often but when we're fasting it makes us feel like we feel broken a little bit more needy you are in a certain type of emotional state where you feel like more is it also is the concept that is supposed to remind you
2: that because you're physical you're so dependent on food and then and yeah. now that you're fasting you think about the um you know, what we were just talking about, the physical
0: world. Right, your neediness
2: in general. Physical. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. My um, question. Um, sorry if you already said this point. That, um, what about the idea that all the imperfections were introduced, it seems, because of the sin of man? So, it, you know, it wasn't like a, the creation was really like a perfect physical existence. Uh,
0: that's a good question. I would say, <laughs> that was a question. She's saying like recently at the if he wasn't a chote, then maybe he wouldn't have had like he wouldn't have died, or maybe like the, all these things we're talking about, the world and the pitfalls and whatever from the the, the post Adam era, you know, Iraq But this is like things which are happening in Berechias, which are before that. I do think that the, the universe is affected by Adam which from the age of lifespans um, it seems like Adam maybe would have no I don't know I mean
2: it's
0: a good question so we don't really know it's hard to know exactly what would have been if Adam wouldn't have been a Chote no doubt he, his life would have been different and the universe probably would have been different in some way or other Hard to know, but I mean, presumably, in God's creation, He knew that there are two options: man could go this way or that way, and the laws were designed in, in line in a way that could be perfect for both pre- uh, you know pre-chay and post-chay, right? So I mean, that's part of God's plan, and presumably, the you know the Torah would have been different if Adam Rishon wasn't a and maybe Moros would have been some other idea, and it would have been whatever, but insofar as the Torah was given to us, is referencing the ideas of creation, which, you know, we have to view it from the lens of our own, the world in which we exist. But how the world would have existed, and what would have been different and what Moros, the word, would have meant and why God... I mean, we're really explaining why God wrote Moros in the Basak, too, you know, and we, God did so. I mean, Adam did so. And He did, this is, you know, this is the world in which we live
2: it could also be the same as uh, the idea with the rainbow that it you know, always existed but then after a certain you know yes. represents the God yes. or also
0: we know that nature was also somewhat altered right <coughs> you know, yes that's, know. that's a good point right you yes. mean that, the rainbow the Rambat. rainbow already existed but then God used it to be an host but why what was it before I don't know it wasn't that so God build things into the creation which could then function later for different purposes so could be the eclipse later functions for this I'm not saying this is why there's an eclipse right? I guess that's the point I'm not saying this is why there's an that eclipse is, this is why there's cancer but, it can't
1: be, that that's why because the whole point of as far as that it just is like that
0: yeah well, it is the fact that the physical is like that the question though is is the eclipse there because, like, the physical isn't is perfect? Or ca- can't be perfect? Or is it because God made markers in the physical? Physical is limited, but God set up certain things which remind us of the limitation of the physical. Like, it could be, like, could God have worked out There's a so system lot, of like orbits? That just
1: like that. You know, the it the seems orbits that way. Everything.
0: I know, the orbits work out, and it doesn't really affect... It doesn't really mess anything up. It just is and whatever. And you could say... This could, you could argue—it's hard to know. I mean, we can't know these things. But you could argue so this is the most perfect system. But even though most perfect system, with orbits—look, you have an eclipse very often. Big deal. Doesn't really do anything. And the system's still perfect. It just reminds us of that it's like not in its highest. The sun is a little bit not bright. Like you think about it, how awesome this whole system is—the sun and the moon and the orbits and all that. It's so awesome that basically the, the biggest mess up that it has is once every twenty eight years, there's a shadow on the sun for 500 you know, that's like the perfection of the thing. I right? imagine like a machine which would have such a thing, right? The system lasts for thousands and millions, or whatever of years, and this is the this is the kink. So the just this happen well, more often. Yeah, but still, they're less significant, first of all, because yeah, you know the right. sun at least like it kind of even that isn't whatever, but they're more often, but they're still very we infrequent. Just had recently. Yeah, we saw recently, yeah. but you know, it wasn't too big of an event if you saw it. <laughs> Didn't quite mess things up in any way, right? Um, but it, say, it reminds us, though, of that. It reminds us of the fact that it's not perfect. That there is a natural... See, it reminds us of the fact there's a natural order. Because if God is just naturally shining us with a light, and why would it turn off? The reason why it turns off is because God set up a system. Laws. And laws lend themselves to different occurrences happening. If God is just always just shining his flashlight down on us, then you'd never have an eclipse. But it's not the way God said of the world. He said of the world, in a way, there are laws, and the laws work their way, and there are natural occurrences, and sometimes there is a little to a tweak, you know, things that don't, don't work out perfectly. So the eclipse reminds us of that, and that's a bad simon, because it reminds us, of, That's like the ancients get afraid, because they realize, as perfect as they think the sun is, uh, there are... No, it's not always perfect, but that's really symbolic of more, of more things. The laws in general of nature are not as predictable as you'd like them to be. You know, they're all good until something goes bad. Yeah. All right. Any other questions? Comments? Mm, no question. No? Okay. All right.